Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Social on Johnson Street in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Professor of Finance and Director of the award-winning Broken Road Reports, Peter Raschuti. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. For a great deal of the time humans have been walking around the Earth, we were like other species. We spent most of our time outdoors and built shelters to sleep in or to take refuge from severe weather. Somewhere along the line, that changed. Now, most of we humans spend most of our times indoors inside buildings. Our structures have become far more than just shelters. Some are essential to industry and business. Others have become expressions of our personality or symbols of our social status. My lunch guests today create both of these types of buildings. Joanne Parker is the owner of Prologue Incorporated. Prologue makes buildings that look like shipping containers, and there's a reason for that. Most of them start out as shipping containers. Prologue customizes containers with equipment and supplies and ships them all around the world. You'll find Prologue's industrial-looking structures everywhere from oil wells in the Gulf to military establishments in the Middle East. Prologue has been in business in New Iberia for 35 years, and its owner, Joanne Parker, is sitting right across from me here at Social. Joanne, welcome out to lunch. Thanks. It's good to be here. <laughs> Cutter Cates builds homes that are reflections of his personality and taste and yours. A refugee from the world of IT, Cutter left computers behind around three years ago to follow his dream of designing and building houses, which he does with his company, CK Construction. CK Construction builds spec homes for Cutter Designs and custom homes for clients. You can find Cutter's creations in Lafayette, Baton Rouge, Morgan City, and Houston. Locally, the highest concentration of CK Construction homes are at Sugar Mill Pond. Cutter, welcome down to lunch. Thanks for having me, glad to be here. I'm glad we get both of you folks. Uh, Joanne, for a business like yours, this is the kind of economy that, as they say, sorts the men out from the boys. Uh, there are two major parts to that simple sentence. One is you're a woman-owned business in a field of industrial construction. To say it's a field that's male-dominated is a bit like pointing out that the Pope's Catholic, so you need to tell us what that's like. And, and secondly, with the oil field becoming a challenging market, you've found alternative markets in the military and medical field. Uh, living in Lafayette, it's not hard to understand how you get to meet people in the oil business. You could walk around this restaurant. But how do you find the right people to talk to in the military and medical fields? How did you know where to begin? Actually, that's where this Texan has to give a shout out to Louisiana. Because Louisiana, this state has the most wonderful support system for small businesses. And, and by support uh, system, uh, well, from the government or just... From the, from the government, from higher education. Uh, we have received uh, un, untold value from working with ULL and in LSU. LSU Ag Center has enabled us to branch out in many different ways. The Louisiana Economic Development people, um, I just completed a course as the CEO roundtable, and part of that was I learned about the economic gardening. And this is a national thing that is just absolutely fantastic. We get resources that other uh, larger companies have, 
but we get it at no cost to us to develop small businesses because in this state, small businesses employ most of the oh, Louisiana that people. Is, that is absolutely true. And you're, you're from Deadwood, Texas? Is that I, a real place? Yes, and I have to tell you, I'm from Deadwood, Texas, and I went to church at New Shady Grove. Now, how weird is that sense that, of humor? That is, that is. And then you went on to uh, become a lumberjack, right? At Stephen <laughs> F. Austin? Stephen F. Austin, Actually, yes. you're a ladyjack. Is that the official? I'm a, I'm a ladyjack. I... <laughs> I returned to college after my husband and I were married in Germany. And um, when I, we came back from Germany, my daughter and I did a little bit before him, and I went to Stephen F. Austin. That is, uh, we're glad you, you found your way to the Pelican State. That's, uh, <laughs> now, Cutter, you have one of these business stories that everybody loves. It sounds daring and romantic to follow your passion, to turn your back on a career, and launch yourself into something entirely different just because you love it. But you didn't quit computers to just get out of the office and go swing a hammer. You started your own construction company, and in hindsight, that turned out to be a great decision. But at the time, how did you know what you were doing, and, and how did you convince your first clients that you knew what you were doing? Well, first of all, it's not near as romantic as it sounds. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, starting up a business is always a bit messy. You know, there's lots of logistics to work out. Um, my first client w was myself. I, I just bought a lot and decided to build a house. And How did you convince yourself? That was a really tough business. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever accused me of making the best decisions all the time. <laughs> but uh, no, I just, uh, we, something I discussed with my wife. Um, I saw a kind of a turning point in the industry I was in at the time and decided to get out while the getting was good and um, invest in myself and instead of someone else's business. So we, we took a gamble. Um, it didn't necessarily pay off for the first one, but we, yeah. we kept on chugging on and, and working hard and putting our heads down and hammering away and learned from our mistakes. Like how many houses do you have going on at, at a single time? Um, anywhere between four to six. Wow, that is a lot of management. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're a si I'm a single um, employee company. So from uh, project management down to uh, accounting. And then kind of the, I guess you've, you've got some good visual sense. So you're talking to the architects as well. And um, I, when, we, when we sit down, I, I sit down with the architect and we work out some, some details. And then we sit down and work out the, the minutia, the, the colors, the finishes, okay. the, all, the, all the little things that, you, that give you that aha or that wow. <laughs> Did you start out like coming home from work one day and tell your wife you quit your job and just wanted to let you know? It, 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 didn't, it wasn't that different. I, I did come home and I said, you know, I'm just not going back. And she kind of laughed, thought it was a bad day type deal. <laughs> and then uh, the laughter stopped when I told her she was going to get her real estate license and list my houses for me. Oh, she, so you're employing her. That was the other you're part like, you no, mentioned. No, she, she works for herself, but it's a... Uh, she, she's my real estate agent, and then <laughs> she kind of like, you know, quieted, up, quieted down a little bit and kind of realized I wasn't joking, and we sat down and talked about it, and um, it wasn't just a, I, I quit, I transitioned out, yeah. and you know, I tried to handle things correct and work with my employers as I left. And You're obviously a good, good business person. That's yeah, a so. Actually, I have a great deal in common with Cutter because uh, I started Prologue by investing one of my commercial real estate paychecks really? into this company. I was in real estate for 20 years, a broker. I had my own company. I, I even taught real estate in um, New Orleans for Ladder and Bloom. So, Did uh, you have one of those aha moments? How did you know that, did you start the company or buy the company or did it no, exist? No, it, it was a startup company with three um, partners. 
Uh, my husband was in the oil field. He worked for Halliburton Bayroid, and he came home, and my husband could sell ice <laughs> to Eskimo leave him dancing, you know, convinced me that I needed to take this uh, commission and invest it in this uh, well logging company. So we, we did that uh, and found out that that was really not very profitable. Now, how, how ridiculous is it that you go into a startup company in the 1980s when everything oh, is going to Oh, that was the last collapse, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we really uh, had, were the very first company to start uh, manufacturing or retooling in some cases marine portable buildings that provide a pressurized um, explosion-proof area, work area. Now these things, I read that uh, they go from like 60,000 to a quarter of a million dollars. What is it? Quarter of a million, I assume, has granite countertops? I don't know what to no. <laughs> what makes a quarter of a million dollars. Well, so. it's a larger unit, but it also has a DNV, which is a world-class rating, and the specifications for that are so technical. When you get through building one of those buildings and you have all of the documentation to back it up, you probably have three or four four-inch thick three-ring binders. Whoa. It goes through an ungodly amount of testing along the way. So there's a lot of technical expertise that goes in that. They're, they're explosion-proof. They have uh, pressurized con units inside. They may have specialty equipment that the uh, owner would, you know, yeah. would like to have. Um, plus, they're much sturdier units. It just depends on where on the rig they're going to be located. Do, do you go out? I mean, are these all co go out for bid, or do you knock on doors? And how do you how do you find uh, customers? All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, it's because of repeat customers and customers who've found out about the quality of our work. Um, we do have salesmen, and they're very good. Uh, we have uh, one particular salesman, Stevie Romero, who just over the years has developed a fantastic rapport. And it is with a relationship business, company. right? It really, it really is. Oh my! Now, Cutter, I got to ask you: you're, you do custom and spec. As much as I know about this, spec can be a pretty scary part of the business. It's my favorite part of the business. Favorite part, okay? Because you like danger. Oh, I'm There's a professional a gambler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I take I take a gamble. I can take what the bank gives me and turn it into more. That, that is a that's at the base of what I do. And um, I, I I bet on my my tastes and my decisions are uh, what the market wants. Now you have a we mentioned a concentration of uh, homes you're working on in uh, one of those communities where it's kind of all inclusive, right? Yeah. How, it's did, you, how did that happen? Uh, it's, it's called the traditional uh, network uh, neighborhood development. It's um, we have a little place here called River Ranch, and you, they. They build these neighborhoods that have stores and uh, resources that you don't really have to leave the community. And you see little golf carts yeah. trotting around. And I had kind of had my eye on the neighborhood for a little while. And just through a, a matter of circumstances, I got in, hook with, in, in touch with the right people. And Are those your spec homes? Spec and custom. Wow. So you buy a piece of land and then... Yeah, then wow. we, we sit down with the architect and we work <laughs> out the details. And, Why, and I, five months later, you... You know, you hope it's sold. Where's sure. the market right now in, in this in Acadiana? Is it well? I mean, is it soft at the real high end or soft at the bottom end? Or it's something else that we have in common is that my industry is you know, 
highly dictated by the, the oil industry. Um, when the oil industry is booming, so are the jobs. And when the jobs are booming, we have more people here and we need more places to live. And uh, my, my moment of enlightenment to start a company <laughs> came at the downfall of the oil industry. So, uh, now, others would say bad time to start, but not. No, for I you. think if you, if you can work hard enough to make it through a downturned industry, when things are good, it's even better. You can make it here, you make it anywhere. And we've seen a lot of success, um, you know, not only because of the great community we live in, but also because of hard work and my uh, wonderful wife that's been supportive of my crazy decisions. And uh, it's been so a far, been it a doesn't look crazy, though. I'll, I'll give you that. It's been a wild ride, it's been fun. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Cutter Cates owner of residential construction company CK Construction, and Joanne Parker, owner and president of industrial construction company Prolog Incorporated. Now, Joanne, I sort of understand the conversion into where the military would need these, but I don't really understand the medical side. Where, where is that? They're medical extraction units. We may have to cut this part if my pastor hears this, but... <laughs> These are the extraction of the medical properties of marijuana. Oh. And this is a, a brand new field. It's a startup field, and it's really growing. In fact, growing, you just you did that well, just for effect. Well, that's the other kind of building that we work is to do the R&D part so that they can grow to the highest quality. In a shipping container? Well, it's that's one of the really specialized buildings yeah. because it has to go up real high. Is it because yeah. it's, you can create a sterile environment? It creates a sterile uh-huh. environment and it also keeps the smoke from the outside. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> I know. Okay. But and where, uh, where are these containers? <laughs> it's one well, in the parking lot, which I thought was terrific. This is one. really interesting because uh, LSU Ag Center that we worked on to develop um, a lost circulation material which uses recycled plastics that come from the uh, offshore and from other other places and um, waste product from plants. We worked with LSU to develop a lost circulation material using those so that it cleans up the environment and yet provides one of the most remarkable products that's used everywhere from Malaysia to Russia to China, Mexico, Canada, all, all, it's used all over. Wow. Are these, That's a breaking story. Even Cutter's signing uh, up now. Are, are these concepts, these R&D concepts that y'all come up with, y'all develop them or do other companies bring them to y'all? No, actually, we work directly with Dr. Quinlan Wu at the LSU Ag Center. The lost circulation material, my husband read... Um, an article in The Advocate about the research that he was doing. He's actually using these cutter to make building products. So that some of them are used in, in construction, some of them use railroad ties. And so when my husband read this, he said, I think there might be an application here. And he went, we talked with Dr. Wu. Of course, Dr. Wu gets really excited about anything new that he can research and took us about two years in the research and development part and then uh, since then it has really taken off. Um, We also are currently working with Dr. Wu on nanotechnology in drilling fluids. But uh, LSU has now uh, received a research grant in the extraction of the medical properties of marijuana 
And the interesting thing about it is that there is such a variety of uses. And a Joanne Cutter. This is the part of the show we call another great idea. Maybe you've got a friend like this. Someone who's always got a great idea for you. They tell you about this job you should apply for, or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with, or a great investment opportunity you should jump on. You can take advice like this and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that would have turned out really great. Or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend who had a great idea for you? Did you take their advice and how did it turn out? I'll, I'll start with Cutter. I've got a couple. Um, I guess one of the big ones that stands out, the advice I took, was 11 years ago, a friend of mine um, called me and asked me to go to New York and meet up with her. And I was hesitant and I wasn't going to do it. And she, you know, she said, we'll have a good time. We'll hang out with some friends and come on up and you know, just spend some time with us. And a year later, that turned out to be my wife. So that would oh. be some pretty good uh, advice I that I I was hoping that's the way this turned out. I yeah. Jesus. Um, I was really scared for a while. I, I had a... Uh, an opportunity to go do start a business with a friend in Seattle, and uh, I didn't. And uh, I'm pretty sure that they're pulling in se seven figures on that business. And it right turned now. out to be Microsoft. It did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was be you know Bezo with Amazon gave me a call and it just didn't work out. And he always says, that, you know, who I missed out on was Cutter. That's what <laughs> Bezos always says. They uh, no, no, no. And he stole my idea for uh, buying Whole Foods as well. <laughs> Joanne, what about yourself? Oh, well, <clears throat> I am from Deadwood, Texas, and that was about as far out in the country as you could go. And uh, I had just broken up with my boyfriend, and my friend asked me, she says, now, I, my boyfriend's going to say, whom would you like to have a blind date with? And you're going to tell him Ronald Parker. And I'm going to say Ronald Parker. I said, okay, well, now tell me. Why would, do I want to go out with Ronald Parker? And she says, because he has a good car. Wow. <laughs> In Deadwood, that was kind of it. That was the primary. <laughs> the wheels to get out. Yes, indeed. And after almost 56 years, it stuck. Oh, now that was a good suggestion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we came up with good ones and romantic Does ones. Does he still have a nice car? He's well, he has a very nice truck and I have a very nice car. There you go. One thing I was very interested in, Cutter, is does anybody ever come to you with a design idea that you just think is not good or problematic, and how do you adjust to that? A lot. Um, a lot of times you, you try to encourage them by making it their decision, leading them to the right decision, but there's a lot of people that are very strong-willed, and at the end of the day, if you can't lead them to it, you have to step back and accept that they're the ones paying for this product, and maybe that's what they want even maybe they do understand and so if it's going to keep standing up yeah, you yeah. let them go not everyone forward. has good taste or my taste i guess would be the best way to say it <laughs> so uh you, you have to step back and accept that not everyone sees the same things what that you about do. in the spec house where it's kind of your heart and soul in there and your design do you take it personally when people no, don't like it no in fact i, I recently sold a home and and the family absolutely loved it. And one of the people in the family was walking through and she's like, can we change this? Because it's absolutely ugly. Ooh, they had no idea. Yeah. And I went, ah, it's fine. I design ugly houses all the time. <laughs> she said, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you can't take it personal. You know, we're, we're not a black and white world. We're full of colors and rainbows and you have to accept that uh, 
not everyone agrees with what I have to say. So you know, one thing, good. that's the way it should be. Uh, Joanne, I, I would think that's, it's, that sometimes people must be surprised that you, a woman, are the owner and the boss. Is it, is that ever come up or? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, early on it came up. It, it doesn't surface quite as often, but women of my generation just learn how to deal with it and move on. We are from the South, absolutely, and we learn to say, bless your heart, a lot. <laughs> but uh, when, we, when I first started working full-time with Prolog, we had an answering service, and I was looking to uh, find an answering service, and this man's name came up, and so I uh, called him and asked for references. I checked his references. They were terrible. So he called me back and wanted to know why I checked his references. And I said, because you gave them to me, because that's the business approach that I intend to take. He says, well, Sweet Pea, could I speak to your boss? And Ooh. I said, Sweet Pea, you are speaking to the boss, and we're still not going to use your product. <laughs> so, Stevie... <laughs> The, the salesman I mentioned, he doesn't under, did not understand why my daughter, who is a human resources uh, person, and I might take a little offense at being called Sweet Pea. So he had a woman uh, whom he was working with, and she called him Sweet Pea. So <laughs> he got on board real quick, and now we have the Sweet Pea of the month or whoever gets oh, that, the like Sweet Like Employee of the Month? Oh, that is, that is great. Cutter, no one has ever called you Sweet Pea. I, I wouldn't take offense if she called me Sweet Pea. I'm just going to throw that out there. I think that, that flexibility has made you very, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's made you very successful. The, uh, it's... Um, you, you mentioned having four or five homes going on at the same time. I mean, what's the key to that? I mean, do, if I went into your office, would I see like a time, a series of timelines or? Software. Software, yes. Automation and software. So finally, your IT background comes back. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm big on, on automation, especially on the accounting side. Um, keep it as simple as possible so I can spend as much time as I can in the field where the, uh, where the cat herding goes on. <laughs> Now, the, so, what's the key to um, being a, a, a house construction uh, maker and earning a good-sized profit? Is there some place that most people fall down? or it, uh, it, there's, there's a few moving parts that can help. Um, your costs are, you know, your material costs, they kind of are what you, you have fixed costs. Your material costs are fixed. Um, labor is something where I can, I can work on, on my pricing. Um, lot selection, uh, but at the end of the day, it's a balance because you, you kind of get what you pay for with labor. You get to that, that fine line between good, you know, good work and regret. Are you out there with a hammer too? When I have to be, when I have to be. So you have that. I know she wore the holster to lunch, and I, I thought that was. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got I keep my tape measure and my hammer on. <laughs> and Joanne, I'm going to be very concerned if a cardiac surgeon tells me to. Bless my heart. I mean, that was how they let me There's no doubt the economy here in Acadiana is evolving. The continued adjustment to the new reality of oil production is pushing some people into new careers, but it's also pushing local companies who have relied on the oil field, like your company, Joanne, to branch out into exciting and profitable new directions. And Cutter, the birth and continuing growth of your home construction company during this evolution is proof positive of the underlying strength 
of the local economy. It's been great meeting you, Cutter and Joanne. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on, on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Enjoyed it. On a personal note, this is my last broadcast as full-time host of Out to Lunch Acadiana. As you may know, I'm host of Out to Lunch New Orleans, and I've had an absolutely wonderful time over the last two years starting up and hosting Out to Lunch Acadiana. When we assembled the Out to Lunch crew here in Lafayette, we weren't sure how the show would be received. But thanks to your support and the support of the business community, we've become the premier media home for conversations and news about Acadiana business. There are a lot of people to thank whose behind-the-scenes contributions have made the show possible. Tom Pierce, James Abair, Judith Merriweather, Carl Fontenot, Joanna Devine, Andre Michaud, Mitch Foreman, Kim Perrette, Bill Hines, Gwen Oquin, Charlie Goodson, Armando Perry, Andrea and Ken Veron, Blake Langelet, Jerry Fisher May, Pete Prados, Zach Barker, Blake Escaday, Jason L. Kuby, Marissa Collins, Lisa Bowles, Dominic Lloyd, Ann Christian, and my brothers in arms, Eric Merle and Grant Morris. Now that we're up and running, it's time for me to turn the show over to the captain of the home team. And so from next week, I'm overjoyed to be replaced by Elaine Bennett. Elaine's accent gives her away as starting out life as a Brit, but her years in Lafayette and her immersion in the local community and local business community have infused her with the soul and spirit of an Acadiana native. I'll still be back from time to time to fill in when Aileen takes time off, and I'll still be hosting Out to Lunch in New Orleans if you're ever about that way. Out to Lunch Acadiana is all grown up, and like watching your kid go off to college, it's bittersweet for me today, walking away from something I truly love. The show will go from strength to strength. I'll miss the fun of being a daily part of it, but I have family in Acadiana, so I'll still be around. If you see me pumping gas or eating boudin or eating boudin while pumping gas, stop and say hi. Otherwise, I'll see you at Festival Acadiens et Creole and Festival International. This has been a great show to go out on. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Joanne Parker, owner and president of Prologue Incorporated, and Cutter Cates, owner of CK Construction. You can find out more about Joanne's customized containers and Cutter's construction by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show was recorded live over lunch at Social Southern Table and Bar in Lafayette. Social is open six days a week for lunch and dinner with brunch on Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is the great Ann Christian. Our theme song, on Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escaday. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos of this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by the beautiful Gwen O'Quinn. You can get this show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's acadiana.com and krbs.org. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calise Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is pet and family friendly with free parking, free Wi-Fi, and meeting and event spaces for weddings, reunions, and all occasions. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me these past two years. I look forward to joining you next week as a listener when Aileen Bennett takes over as host and we join her around the table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. 
Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, 